This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Monday and I teased it Wednesday and there's just so much going on that we can't just do one episode a week right now and that's rare that is rare in the bass fishing off season but is it really ever off you know this one is certainly uh certainly not an off season so far and I've got so many things coming up and episodes planned and different things that you are getting a Friday as you're watching this, I'm in the MPFL studios, but doing live from Lake Lanier. But you are getting a Friday, a special edition Friday, low budget live. Uh, and, and you know, hopefully you enjoy it. Three of me in one week is a lot. Uh, but that Wednesday podcast was sure uh, enough fire with uh, the one and only JMFW. And originally I was going to put these interviews together. 
in the same uh, in the same episode. A, it makes it really long. B, I think it does a dis uh, you know a disservice to either guest. I do. There are shows out there that'll cram a bunch of people on at one time, and and I and I've done that on the show. But I feel like when people have stories to tell, people have important things that it is uh, it's not fair to the guest. So you bunch of low lifers, you get three podcasts this week, and I'll be back Monday with an all new low budget live, and maybe we do more next week. I don't know. I don't know where any of this is headed. It may I may stop doing them once a week. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. That was a joke. <laughs> joke. That was a joke. Um, but I do know that I'm grateful that that people want to come on and. I'm grateful that there's a lot going on to talk about right now. That way it's not just the same old, same old. And y'all know I typically don't do the same old, same old, what I see out there in the bass fishing media world. But uh, but certainly I'm glad that there's a lot of uh, good things happening in bass fishing right now and bad things happening <laughs> in bass fishing right now. So today's episode is, uh, is, is really, I, I kind of started a thing myself uh, I called it this when I had John Garrett on, but meet the elite. And today's episode is very much a meet the new elite. Uh, and we're going to have a young man on that's got a lot going on in life. He's had a lot going on in life prior to this moment as well. I really enjoyed catching up with him. But first, I want to thank the sponsors. Star Tron kicking ethanol in the teeth in your weed eater, in your chainsaw. But in that outboard engine, when you leave that outboard parked in the garage while you trying to chase those deer that hate you, those deer that cost $3,000 a pound by the time you actually pull the trigger between your lease and your lock-ons and your feed and your cameras and all that, I know all about it. But you let that boat sit for too long, if there's gas in there with ethanol, it can screw it up if you leave it for longer than two weeks. One way to ensure that doesn't happen, StarTron in the tank will take care of that ethanol enzyme-powered fuel treatment. StarTron, kick ethanol in the teeth. ProGuide Batteries, ProGuideBatteries.com. LBL's powered by Pro Guide Barriers. That's a new one, huh? Uh, I'm telling you, absolutely love the lithiums that they've got. I love the AGMs. Actually, I I went fishing with my boys last weekend at a little uh, rental boat lake, and we used one of my AGMs for my little hand-controlled trailer motor. Absolutely flawless. Love the batteries. You can use code LBL10, LBL10 at ProGuideBatteries.com to let them know you are a low lifer. And they are definitely worth the cash if you're in the market for new batteries. Go check them out. Baitworks.com, bait-works.com. That's W-R-X, W-R-X.com, bait-W-R-X.com. That's the home of the LOB jig. That's the home of so many different brands of tackle, rods, reels, you name it. They got it. Don't order it if you don't want it to show up at your door. You can use code Duncan-10 at bait-works.com. And last but not least, hang the imaginary banner. Express Boats Hot Springs, Arkansas. The original all-welded aluminum bass boat. If if you're running the one, if you're interested in the one like I'm running, the X21 Pro LE, 96-inch beam. It's not your granddaddy's flat bottom. Fastest hole shot in the game. Gets up and gets out thanks to that 250 Yamaha show. It's got the sea deck. It's got massive amounts of storage. Great in rough water. Great in skinny water. It's a really versatile, versatile bass boat. And they're not going to cost you three arms and three legs. 
they ain't now listen, they ain't cheap like your granddaddy's flat bottom bow. But when you start comparing them to 21 foot, you know, that class fiberglass bass boats, it's definitely, definitely a uh, significant price difference. And you don't give up anything performance wise. But people ask me all the man, what do you, you know, what's the negative? I can't, I, I've not found one. You know, it's uh, honest to goodness, it's it's one of my favorite boats uh, that I've ever owned. And I'm looking forward to getting my new 2023, 2024, whatever it's going to be. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I think it's, I think it'll be a 24. Uh, my my current express is for sale. If you would like it, send me a message, drop me a comment, send me an email, whatever, whatever. It's up to you. I'm not trying to force force you into that. Okay, uh, express boats building excitement since 1966. All right, it's the business. Got to get the business out of the way. So, like I said, this is meet the elite. We got we got some new folks coming in the elite series that not a lot of people know. I feel like they might know of. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got an approach to how they got through those opens. I know there are a lot of people out there that enjoy uh, hearing how it happened. I know I'm one of those because I have competed in the opens. I know they're very difficult. I, I know so many that are in there. I know it can be like bass fishing purgatory. Some people get stuck for years in the opens. I have friends that have been there. I have seen people get stuck for years, and then they finally have success with this young man. And all of young is the theme of this podcast, but young, uh, is the, definitely the, uh, the theme of your qualifiers and bass fishing is obviously changing and you see that. So, but not for the negative, but it's, but it's changing. It is changing. And these young guys, these young pros, they, they not only can utilize their electronics cause that's the easy, that's the easy low hanging fruit. I feel like, oh, it's electronics. It's forward facing. These guys wouldn't catch them if it wasn't for that. But they network really well. You'll hear that in this interview. They do things differently than old school bass fishermen, including myself, ever have, in my opinion. Really interesting conversation. This young man went from high school to a lot of success at Auburn in college fishing. He won the Johnny Morris Bass Pro Shops Super Tournament for a million dollars. His senior year, like a month before he graduated, graduates in 2021 and in the fall of 2023, he qualifies for the Bassmaster Elite Series. He made quick work, barely missed it last year. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get him right now via via the Zooms. Going to talk to him right now. He's got a very special event he's hosting coming up as well. He's passionate about high school and college fishing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Logan Parks. All right, as promised, here he is, eighth place in the Bassmaster EQ race. And you know what that gets him? A one-way ticket to the Bassmaster Elite Series, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I mean, a, a million-dollar baby, I've heard you called on the podcast back in the day. Logan Parks, thanks for coming on LBL, man. Thanks, man. I'm uh, excited to be on my first appearance here, hopefully hopefully first of many. Yeah, man. I, I Look, you're, you're, uh, I, was, I was doing some notes before, before we, uh, we got together here, and, dude, you have made – this run from high school to college of course you you had success there at auburn but pretty dang fast of the elite series does it feel like that for you i mean take the bass pro shops deal i mean that was a incredible like once in a lifetime experience win but dude i mean it seems like you went from college to boom elites very fast does it feel like that yeah, it does, man. I, I feel like I've been super blessed fishing these opens. Um, 
good Lord's been looking out for me for sure. And uh, I don't know, we, we had a, a show one time or like that. Auburn was doing some work with Omnia and Omnia got Seth Fighter on to talk to the Auburn fishing team when I was there in college. And somebody asked him about the opens and he said, you know, you need to give yourself five years to fish them. He's like, typically it takes an average angler four years to qualify. So I'm like telling myself if I can just make it four years, you know, if I don't make it the fourth year, I'm out, you know, it's not for me, but I uh, was trying to, you know, that was my plan was to give it four years. And then last year came so close. So it was heartbreaking to miss out on it. And then I was going to say one, one place out last year. Yeah. I finished seventh in the points last year too. And so they would have, you know, if they would have just taken nine last year, but I think that it was good that I missed it because I learned a lot this year. I feel like I've developed a lot more, have been making better decisions this year on the water. And uh, I think it reflected in, being able to punch my ticket this year, I couldn't be happier with it. And and arguably, in my opinion, the toughest opens field ever, right? You had guys jumping ship from, uh, you know, the old FLW tour days that are seasoned pros. The young guys like yourself are getting so much better. You've always got a mix of locals, but over 100, I think it was like, what, 160 signed up for the EQs originally to fish all nine. Definitely the hardest year to try to make it and i actually was one of the idiots that said man nine spots this will be the easiest year (laughs) mass master elite series based on that because you expect people to kind of wash out halfway through the season but man that didn't happen people stuck with it even if they were having bad finishes so you had all these amazing anglers and dude to to end up in that top nine is is nothing to sneeze at that is for sure yeah, it feels good. I mean, the competition was mind blowing. I, I don't know if you follow that page on Instagram, Advanced Bass Stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do a great job, and I mean, going into it, we we're all thinking, you know, 50, 52, 53 place average, fifty five place average, twelve pounds a day. Like, I don't know if you saw their recent post, but twelve pounds a day was good for like forty fifth place in the point. So crazy. It was. Uh, I think we kind of set some, some records that may or may not ever be broken this year. I mean, that it was like, I was, I felt like I was cutting checks getting, I never, I mean, I had a good one at the first one that you follow. I came in eighth and then I think 24th was my second highest. So I didn't have like a bunch of those teens, you know, that yeah like to have, it was more like thirties and forties. So I was even getting checks and like falling places at times. It felt like, I'm like, I don't know what else I can do here. I cut back-to-back checks at Bugs Island and Wheeler and fell from, like, you know, fifth to eighth or something. I don't even remember. Like, what, I, is that, what does that do? Walk me through that. What does that do to you mentally whenever you're like, had a good derby, 225 yeah. guys, I got paid up. No, it's not a top ten, but getting a check in the opens is very, very hard. Don't, don't Anybody watching this, don't sleep on the fact – <laughs> make a top 40 in an open yeah everybody talks about top 10s and wins but trust me getting a check in an open is a feat and doing it back-to-back tournaments and falling in the point standings man talk about what's that feel like man, it was it was deflating for sure i mean you get fired up like oh like you know they didn't catch them that good today you know i, I rallied from yesterday and and then you like look at the points that night or you start looking at the top 15 top 25 and you're like wait a minute like all those guys in front of me are in the top 10 
and all those guys behind me are in the top 15. And you're like, gosh, dang it, man. Like, <laughs> I can't do nothing right. I mean, you, you almost get mad a little bit. Yeah, they, they seem to never take their foot off the gas. And that's something I talked to John Garrett on this week's show about is, is this year, him in particular, man, he jumped out and he never let off of it. But you still have those ebbs and flows, even even because he his mindset was get points, right? Just kind of bunt, and eventually you'll hit a home run at the same time. That's kind of what he was talking about, man, just get bites. What was your approach this year going into the nine events? You knew you had to be in the top nine. Did you change your overall tournament strategy, albeit a young tournament career? I mean, you've had big wins, obviously. What was your approach to the EQ season? Man, I just uh, I just approached it with um, just kind of trying to learn and put together like uh, let's figure out the best best way to word this. I, I I like to fish shallow. I'll say that that's like my favorite thing to do is fish the bank, and I kind of have gotten burned by that throughout my career over and over and over. And I, I've started to learn that like the most consistent way to catch them and do well is off of the bank, you know, and that doesn't mean live scope, but it just means <laughs> offshore, you know, and, and I feel like I'm even better at, at fishing offshore than fishing shallow, even though I'd rather fish shallow. I, I can't, not like the Greg Hackney that goes and flips up 16 pounds. No problem. It's, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm a better offshore angler. So I've, I've really tried to focus even when like, you know, you hear about bedfish at Toledo Bend or at follow this year, the first tournament, you hear about people catching them on bed. I literally told myself I'm not going to go look. Like I'm going to focus on trying to find groups of fish offshore that I feel like I can, you know, catch a decent bag out of that I can consistently compete with and maybe get paid with. And uh, I feel like that worked out this season for sure um, as far as not getting burned. But also another piece of that strategy was, you know, working together with our roommates and uh, me and John roomed together this year, along with Josh Bragg and Jake Maddox. And we shared a lot more like, you know, stuff than I've ever shared before. And we had trust with another, with each other. So it was like, odds are we go to a new place. One of the four of us is going to find something and then we can work together to build off of that and kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. And I think that was another really important factor for this season you know john mentioned that as well and i want to ask you uh because i I think i let him get get away with not asking him this in that networking why do you think that because i've seen it myself when i was flw tour uh you know and and i got caught up in it as well trying to network uh when i was there once i met a guy like justin atkins right he came right out of college fishing he became a real close friend of mine even though there's a there's an age gap between he and i but those guys i saw it with like a shane lehue and brandon cobb working together on the flw tour they were dangerous man because they would break down these bodies of water but i feel like every college angler that i've been around or i've gotten to know you guys are great at networking and you're also great at trusting because dude that was my problem. I don't trust what so many fishermen tell me because I got burned at a young age being gullible in certain events, trusting an older angler at times. Like if you went, I always say, if you go searching for it, they'll give you something, right? But it might not always be the truth. And I, I, in my younger days, like I had some really bad experiences, but what, 
Why do you think that younger group of anglers excel at that so much and put that much faith into it? Um, man, I don't, I, I feel like it's more of a new thing. Maybe it's not. I mean, I, I don't really know, but like, and when I was in high school, we were like not telling a soul, even <laughs> on our, like our roommates were like, yeah. like, don't talk about what we're tying on. Like we're trying to like hide our baits, which was ridiculous. <laughs> but like, on a shaky head. <laughs> so been, dude, college, been still there, been there. <laughs> yeah. And in college, it, it was kind of the same way for a while. And then about my senior year of college, we kind of started to share a little bit with like, one or two other teams, but then you start. I felt like you're talking about like outside of Auburn teams, or you're talking about the teams on the Auburn side, right? Like, are you sharing with other Auburn teammates? Or are you talking about other schools? You're I'm talk- talking about other Auburn teammates. So, like, me and my partner would start to talk with a couple other of our friends on the Auburn team, and like, did you fish in here? Did you try this? And and that, you know, was mediocre i feel like we weren't a hundred percent all in on sharing stuff but then i felt like a few years ago you started to hear about these like squads almost of like the johnson brothers and then you got like you know uh i mean some of the other groups of guys like uh tyler rivet and uh yeah i know he rooms with yeah brock Brock mosley yeah and so then these guys are like you know and then you look at the results and it's like one of them gets paid all of them get paid yep it's like Maybe there's something to this. And it's so like, you're probably too young to remember the Mighty Ducks movie, but one fly, we all fly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a kid. But that is, uh, you know, I love that you said that even in high school, which is not that long ago, you're, I'm not, I'm not going to show them I'm tying on this shaky head. Dude, that's how I was raised. My dad was like, boy, yeah. Rod in the rod locker at a 20 boat club tournament when we were going to finish 19th anyway. <laughs> and, and it was in the winter time on Wilson Lake and everybody was going to be throwing a jig anyways. And he's like, put it up, boy, put it in the yeah. rod. I'm like, somebody comes in a pocket and you've been catching them on something. He's like, lay that rod down. Don't <laughs> that spinner bait. But that's how I was raised, dude. Maybe I was raised to be a skeptic. I don't know, but, but it's certainly, I, I like seeing that. And, and, you know, you're a lot, you're a lot younger than guys like a Tyler Rivet or a Brock Mosley, but they certainly they're in that Justin Atkins age bracket. And I know I, I bring Justin up, but he was really the first post college uh, tournament angler that I got to know because they didn't have that when I was at UNA, you know, 4,000 years ago and rode my dinosaur there, uh, the university of North Alabama, they didn't have, dude, it was like me and one other guy on the whole campus that bass fished. I would see him at Tuesday nighters, you know, there was yeah. no same when I was in high school. So it's really cool for me uh, to see that camaraderie. And dude, I hear that a lot through the grapevine in the opens. And you, you see that I heard John mention you, I heard John mention uh, Tyler Williams, uh, you know, that, that he was a guy that, that you guys would be in the bag line talking about your days and he talked about Kyle Patrick as well just everybody just kind of being honest with each other that was in the points race and he said it was refreshing to see that and man that is so like you said you use the word new that is new <laughs> that that's, yeah. doesn't go on a lot I think it also changed with the format of the nine you know because it's like I felt more like last year I, I roomed with uh, Jake Maddox last year too and me and Jake really worked together but the other guys we roomed with, we didn't work as much together. It was more of just like, you catch them today, you know, like yeah. basic stuff. Yeah. Because we're fishing for like three places. 
but then it's like now there's nine places there's only four of us so why don't we all work together to avoid bombing so that four of us can take four of the nine places it seems a lot more feasible to work together towards a bigger group like that i think yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know you got uh, groups out there that's like uh, Sam George works with Kyle Austin. Those guys are, and they both just narrowly miss making it as well. And they, they're they like that, man. They put all their eggs in that basket. They talk all the time. They break things down. And and it's really beneficial uh, to link up with somebody in those opens these days. I mean, it, that, that networking is huge, man. And, uh, and my hat's off to you guys for being able to do it. And still be friends, regardless how it goes, because yeah. you can put a lot of stress on the friendship. That's for sure. Absolutely. Like last year, I mean, we room with different people, the different tournaments, and some people joined, some people dropped out, and we added more people. And it was like, I felt like I had a lot of incoming information from different, you know, like it was like doc talk, you know, and, yeah, and I was yeah. some of that last year, and it burnt me last year. Um, I think you know, some of it did that I shouldn't have listened to. So this year I tried to like block out the noise and I told myself going into it, like, I'm going to trust these three guys and they're the only ones I want to talk fishing with. Like we can still be buddies, you know, at these opens. I'll still, I've got a lot of friends that fish the opens that I've talked to, you know, even daily, but like, I was just like, you know, how's it going? Like you, you getting any bites, but that's it. Like, I don't want to hear, you know, anything specifically. Yeah. And it was more just like friends talking. Well, and it's a, it's a two way street when you're in that kind of relationship, right? Where if John Garrett tells you something and then one of your buddies that's outside of that group, ask you how it's going, you don't want to divulge any of John's. Yeah. Exactly. You and it's, and, and that's where that trust comes in. So, uh, and I know John mentioned on here as well, you guys are looking to potentially room together next year on the, yeah. elite, so you can kind of carry that into the elite se season as well. Yeah, that's the plan. I think uh, I think we're looking at maybe picking up a couple other guys. I know John's got some formal, former Bethel teammates on yeah. the list, so may end up pairing up with them. I know uh, a good friend of ours that fished for Tennessee, Rob G, is uh, yeah. qualified, so I think we're talking about rooming with Rob as well. It's a very young, and I know I've said that word so many times. Uh, if you're at home playing a drinking game, I guess I've said it a lot, but it is. It's a, I, I don't know the overall, and I'm not Rodney Moore, uh, but I'd say the overall average age this year for this nine is uh, when Ben Milliken's like basically the old man. Um, then it's not a very, it's not a very old class uh, coming into the to the elites, and I think it's one of the strongest ever. Uh, so looking ahead. To next year, I mean, overall, like, do you, you got butterflies, or will that happen at the first event when you roll up for the first day of practice? Like, what what are you going through right now? I mean, you've got the relief, I know, of getting the opens out of the way because it's a gauntlet. But what are your thoughts going into twenty four? Man, to be honest, I, I feel like I haven't had much time to think about that because it's been like. Let's get these jerseys and wraps and yeah. all that figured out. Like, you know, deposits are due. I need to order the boat, get sell the other boat. So if anyone's watching, sell my boat, hit me up. <laughs> I'll make you a good deal. But um five hundred dollar yeah. finder's fee, right? I saw that yeah. on your post today. Five hundred dollar finder's fee. If it happens on low budget live, do I get the five hundred dollars? That's all I'm gonna say. If somebody Absolutely. in the comments, okay. <laughs> 
Yes, Logan Parks is now sponsoring Low Budget Live. <laughs> but I think I think it'll really set in when I hear Dave Mercer like call my name. That's, yeah. that's like gonna send chills all. It's sending chills up my spine thinking about him doing that. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, and then you well, and then you look over, man. No big deal. There's Rick Klein. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Gerald Swindle, there's Larry Nixon, there's oh Brandon Polinick, Mike Iconelli. Oh, I'm fishing with these guys now. Like that's that's uh I'll never forget. I've told this story on here many times. So I, I, all you low lifers, forgive me, but the first event that I fished on the FLW tour, um, after fishing as a co-angler, and I was around so many of those guys all the time. And through TH Marine, I'd gotten to be friends with a guy like Larry Nixon and, and Jimmy Houston, and I was grateful for that but i'll never forget first morning okeechobee man there's a little foggy run into my area and you get there and it's still a little fog lingering and you can hear trolling motors dropping but not necessarily tell who it is and coming up this grass line and i'm flipping and it's and it's nixon (laughs) the first 30 minutes of my first day on the flw tour and i was like that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to flip so, on that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave. I'm just gonna leave <laughs> yeah. You know, but, exactly. uh, but it's an intense feeling, man. Like when you've grown up watching these people and, and being obsessed with this sport and then there you are, like it's time to, to, to show up and, uh, and, and show out, so to speak, man. And, and dude, I think for you, it's gotta be a unique experience coming off of that bass pro shops win because that event was uh and i hate that they haven't done it again honestly because it was so over the top and i don't mean that in a negative it was so there was a lot of pop and circumstance behind almost like the classic right like they're bringing in people to mc and it was this just gigantic party and some uh some other young guys i know uh did well in that event uh, from my hometown here, but man, y- you guys pulled that off. You went a million dollars. So you kind of got that big event win against a tough crowd and that big event experience. So I feel like that does give you an edge. Do you feel like that at all? I, uh, I think yes and no. Um, I think in a couple ways it does because it's like I fished in, I mean, honestly, like a higher pressure scenario, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I probably never get the opportunity to fish for those kind of stakes again. I hope I do, you know, yeah, but like, yeah, it'd be know, great but, to see. Yeah. So, in that sense, yes. But like, I feel like, you know, if I ever, hopefully, when I do qualify for the classic, you know, then like, that's like a whole different, you know, it's it doesn't even matter the prize money. It's like the title, you know, the trophy. Like, that's, that's so much you know, that's a big deal. So I think that that would still be, you know, a higher pressure situation as far as like, just, you know, notoriety and like goals that I have for myself. Um, but I don't know, it's, it's helped take stress off financially for sure. You know, it's an expensive sport and, and to like, know, you know, what I said at the beginning of like, I need to give it four years. And then right before I graduate college and go to fish the opens, we win that money. And I'm like, you know, I can probably fish for four years now without a sponsor. So without worrying about it. Yeah. Uh, so I actually, had, I actually had that. I had that in my notes to ask you is what does that do as a fisherman? Cause we all know this is not cheap. There are entry fees involved in being a professional. There are entry fees involved in qualifying to be at that uh, top level. 
but but you just answered that. I mean, it it had to take off a huge amount of financial burden, dude. Were you? I mean, like the biggest guy on campus at that point. Like, well, you can't really, like, I gotta ask that. Like, how does that work when you're rolling down on the planes and you're like, what's? And I and I know you've I've I've seen through posts. You you've got a girlfriend, but just take that aside. Like the ladies, like, oh, I love bass fishing. All of a sudden, was, was there a lot of that going on on the planes? It was. Uh... It was, I feel like I didn't go as crazy with it uh, because at the time I had already bought a diamond ring and like, okay, okay. it worked so, out good, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't have worked out better. Honestly. My apologies to your fiance. <laughs> I'm sure there were no ladies that were coming up to talk about the Bass Pro Shots. Fish stink. They didn't want to be around Logan. That never happened. If I, if I would have been in Tucker's shoes, though, it would have been a whole other situation. Because I think he was like 19 and a freshman in college. So that uh, that would have been crazy. What is but, it? Is it Tumor's Corner where they throw the – Yeah, we roll yeah. the trees. I would have literally – this 19-year-old me would have been shirtless just for – I mean, you got to be. Yeah, just slinging hundred dollar bills. <laughs> that would have been and probably inebriated, just to be fair. And That's that would have been me holding a sign, letting everyone know I had just won a million dollars and two trucks. That would have been me, like guy with a sign, tumor's corner. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny because it was November of twenty one, and I graduated December of twenty one. Like I pretty much graduated like two weeks after twenty one. And I had emailed my teachers and I had to ask, like, really ask for permission for this one for a lot of them because we had like final projects, final exams coming up. So then it's like I went and we went and won and it was like national news. I was going to say everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And then we come back to like the class the next Monday and our teachers are just like looking at us like (laughs) I felt like my teachers were like, damn. <laughs> I would like, I'm like, I'm not taking this final. Like, I'm just gonna Christmas tree this and get out of here. For sure. I do not care. I just give me a give me a passing grade, please. please. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're on a media run at that point, national media. I mean, not bass fishing media. Like you guys were every dang where for for an amount of time there. And I it, it's so funny. I think about when I graduated and my parents, I was doing the bass fishing thing and not making any money. And my dad's like, so uh graduate una and he says you're gonna get a job right i was like i mean yeah but i'm gonna fish he's like but you're gonna get a job right like you you got a degree and it was so hard to find one it would have been so amazing to be in your shoes and be like y'all get dad i'm good (laughs) my house and you know then i'll figure it out later but um so so crazy man so from 2021 to now that's what i'm saying this uh this the speed the trajectory that you're on man there's there's no doubt about it that you're you're a super talented uh angler you've got it done from high school to college to now but uh something else that that we got to talk about because i'm very interested in this you are involved and and hosting because of your passion for high school and college events you're hosting a tournament uh that's really really unique and I want to, you know, you and I, we've, we've been trying to connect to talk about this on LBL because I think it's very, very cool. Yeah. So March of this year, um, I kind of had just something come to me that, you know, I don't know. I feel like you get a calling sometimes of something that, you know, you just feel like you need to do. And 
I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for programs like the Bassmaster High School Series. And, you know, start we started our high school fishing team when I was in eighth grade. It's actually when I fished my first tournament competitively it wasn't until eighth grade. Um, and then college fishing through the MLF and FLW and Bassmaster College programs. Like, that's something that's been really huge for me as far as developing as an angler. And like you said, like, am I nervous about the elite schedule next year? Like, I've already fished, you know, eight of those nine through that's college great. and high school fishing. So I've, I've been to a lot of those places multiple times. Um, so we've started uh, the Logan Parks Fishing Foundation, and it's we're kind of focusing on developing, you know, high school and college anglers. Um, it's something that I feel like is not – there's not a lot out there, you know, telling these kids the right route to take and giving them advice on social media you know, how to save your money to where you can afford to fish and, you know, sponsor negotiations, stuff like that, that I feel like we can offer to these high school kids and college kids too. But one of the ways, the first way that we're, you know, approaching this is we're hosting a tournament this fall, November 12th in Auburn, Alabama. It's called the High School College Chaos and it's presented by Abu Garcia. And it's a super unique format where we're actually taking a college angler as the boater and a high school kid as the non-boater, and they're going to come together and fish together as a two-person team. So we're kind of combining the worlds of, of college and high school fishing. Cool. Which is really cool. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be a catch-way photo release format. So we've got official tournament scales that we're going to pass out to all the teams. Um, and then they're going to use the Fishing Chaos app and their software to actually take a picture of the fish they catch on the scale and uh, submit those. We're going to have judges judging every fish catch to make sure that, you know, they're all counted and it'll be, uh, I guess it'll be old slash new again, MLF format, <laughs> like every fish counts. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's, uh, I'm not going to get too much into the weeds. Is it um, like Lake Martin? I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, it's right? going to be on Lake Martin. Um but I'm not going to get too much into the weeds of the actual format of the tournament. I've got a video on my Instagram that explains it all, but there's going to be three rounds throughout the day and the anglers will be able to see a live leaderboard. And so will everyone at home throughout the first two rounds, but from one o'clock to three o'clock, it's going to disable. So no one will know if they've won or not. <laughs> okay. Build the drama a little bit. I like that. Yeah. So it'll be exciting. Um, we've got, 15 of the top colleges in the nation participating right now. We've got Auburn, Montevallo, Carson Newman, Emmanuel, Murray State, Alabama, Troy. Tennessee is bringing a crew. Go Vols. Um, you're a Tennessee fan, so. Go Vols. Well, it's, it's hard to be at times, but go Vols. <laughs> hey, it's hard to be an Auburn fan, too, these days. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're actually uh, doing 15000 for first place guaranteed. So. Um, it's going to be a, it's a big payout. We got a $40,000 total purse. We're going to be giving out to these guys to hopefully, you know, help further their education, you know, help maybe pay off some student loans or, you know, fish the opens one day. Um, no doubt, man. $15,000. You, you might want to think about Logan parks, maybe getting into the pro <laughs> game. I don't know if you've heard, uh, but there's been some crazy drama. Tournament trails are struggling. You sound like you got it figured out. I'm going to be honest. At least for one event, you got it dialed. That's uh, I can't imagine. Like I said about you and your your big college win, in the in the uh, Johnny Morris tournament there. 
if I won 15 grand in high school, I wouldn't be worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, especially as obsessed as I was with fishing then, I would have bought every rod and reel uh, from here to freaking Nashville, man. It wouldn't have been good. Yeah, I think it. I think it'll be a good. It'll be a great recruiting opportunity. Um, obviously, these top colleges in the in the nation, they a lot of them have scholarships, and we've got several colleges giving away, you know, sixty thousand dollars scholarships to the top finishing high school kids. Nice. So we're trying to make this kind of like the pinnacle of high school and college recruiting, to where we can like have everyone come together. High school guys can meet colleges. Colleges can scout, you know. And the, it's cool how we're pairing the anglers up as well. Uh, so the college anglers are actually drafting their partner. So they can actually pick their high school kid based on how the high school kid did in practice. So okay. it's going to almost be like a competitive practice too. And then, you know. Will they actually weigh fish in practice? Is that how it's going to work? How, how will you judge, you know, I'm going to take little Johnny over here. How, how are you going to make that decision? So we've got three days of practice. So how it's going to work, we got three days of practice. We've got an off day, which is Saturday. Um, that's when we're going to have draft day. And then Sunday will be the actual tournament. So over the three days of practice, the high school kids can come into town. They can practice with their dads, you know, their captain. If they if they know a college guy fishing, they can practice with them. They just can't practice with, like, a guide. Um, okay. And they'll submit their catches every day. And we're going to take their best day of fishing from practice and rank them one through X amount. And then we're going to have a sheet at draft day that shows, you know, Tommy had a hundred pounds. He's a number one draft pick, you know, prospect, and it'll be one through a hundred. And the college guys will help, you know, use that list to determine who they want to pick as their partner. I like that. See, I would get picked last. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, fat kid and kickball for sure in that one. But that dude, that's uh Hats off to you, man. And I know you work with Fish and Chaos. That's a, uh, I, I know, I, I know a little bit about it, not a ton, but it's, uh, it's really cool that you guys are going to attempt that format. And, and what I mean by that is I like the catchway release deal. I do. Uh, it's, it's very, when MLF first started, I said it would be hard to do it on a broad scale, right? Like that's been the right. knock on it. And I think, you know, Kudos to you guys for trying that format. So when they, uh, I do have a question. When they take a picture, I mean, is it like a kayak event where you're going to have like a, a poker chip you hand out or a certain thing that they take a picture with in that so, situation? So we've actually worked with uh, Abby Garcia and Pure Fishing. We've got 250 ugly stick scales. They're uh, 80, I think $80 scales. They're, uh, and if, if you sign up, you get one of these scales to keep but they're going to be calibrated. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to go buy a bunch of triple A's in, in the near future and weigh a bunch of dumbbells, but I'm going to make sure they're all, you know, calibrated. Yeah. And then we're not going to pass these out until um, Saturday night at the draft day. And then those anglers will use them Sunday. We're going to have some strict guidelines on how, you know, the picture has to be submitted where we can very easily see the weight. And we've actually got a third party judge, uh, group of judges i can't remember what it, the company's called but it's like something that the kayak companies use as well where these pictures will get sent off and uh they'll judge them to make sure that the fish isn't touching anything they can read the weight easily and if there's an issue they'll call the angler almost immediately and uh, let them know they need to resubmit a better picture so very we're going to make sure that it's very clear how to submit these pictures um but 
think it'll be a, a lot of fun for sure. Well, it's a it's a great idea, man. It's a it's a big undertaking running an event like that, and and certainly uh, putting your name on it. That's uh, that's something. It's it's a big uh, it's a big fall for Logan Parks. It's I feel like you've had big falls for the last three falls, buddy. But I think <laughs> this is uh, this is definitely uh, headed into an even bigger twenty twenty four for you, man. When are you getting married? Let's go to that in the next fall. This okay. <laughs> So another big fall next year. <laughs> That's the biggest fall, dude. Yeah. That's the biggest. Unreal, sure. man. You, uh, yeah. you you strike me as a guy kind of like myself, as you just like to take on as many things as you can at once. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's the only way to do it, man. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's, it's been a lot of work and a lot of stress. Probably unnecessarily needed trying to qualify and deal with this because I don't, like, have a team. Like, it probably would be a good idea to, like, maybe see if I could hire some employees or something to do this. But I've just been, like, in the hotel at 9 p.m. in high school and college kids, like, hey, bro, sign up for my tournament. <laughs> that <laughs> like, what you do. So. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. And, dude, I I, I appreciate you coming on to share it. Y'all make sure uh, – now, give drop the uh, the website where everything can be found. Go to Logan Parks Fishing on Instagram, Facebook, obviously, to get some information as well. But uh, where can they find everything they need to sign up? Because the date, you did not give this out. I asked you before we went uh, recording. November 5th is the cutoff. November right. 5th is the cutoff. You have to be signed up. This is not one of those things you and your dad can roll down to Lake Martin on Friday and catch the heck out of them and be like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Parks, can I sign up this morning? No. November 5th, you got to be signed up. Yeah, so just to go back through it real quick, I mean, it's it's a three-day practice period. This is not mandatory. So if you're worried about missing class, you do not have to come and practice, but practice will be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Saturday, we're going to have draft day where you get paired with your college partner or your high school teammate. And uh, Sunday is the actual tournament. It's going to be on Lake Martin. This is November 8th through the 12th. And uh, if you want to sign up, Go to fishingchaos.com, click on Find a Tournament, and it's the Logan Parks Fishing Foundation High School College Chaos Tournament. You can download the Fishing Chaos app if you have an iPhone or an Android and sign up through there. And if you're curious to know more about it, check out my Instagram, Logan Parks Fishing. I've got, I think, several posts about it pinned to the top of my profile explaining how the format works. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And college guys, um, we need more college guys, you know, it's depending on how many college guys depends on the number of boats we have. So if you're watching this and you're interested or, you know, of a college guy, tell them to jump in the tournament before it's too late. Cutoff is November 5th. And uh, we're really looking forward to seeing everybody here in Auburn, Alabama. Absolutely, man. Uh, one last question, man, is, uh, do you think if I shaved my beard, let's just say, you know, Theoretically, <laughs> beard and I come down there. Will we do an age verification if I want to sign up for the fifteen thousand uh, dollar Logan Parks? <laughs> hey, the way the rules are written, you just have to be a full time student. So you could be a full time student at the Luke Duncan University. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think I got some eligibility left. I've been thinking. Yeah. I think I got some eligibility left. That's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. If you send me his transcript, you know, I'm, I'm, I might not look at it too well. <laughs> I, I do have a high school son. Uh, so, uh, and, and again, just w one more thing. So they will fish with a college angler. You'll be drafted. This is not a boat captain situation. You'll be paired with a college angler, and they it'll be college and high school competing against other college and high school anglers for the for the money. 
Right. It'll be just like a team tournament. They're both fishing. They're fishing together for a combined total weight, MLF style, every fish counts format. Uh, it's a one pound minimum. So in November on Lake Martin, I mean, should be a lot of fish catching. We're going to run some numbers up, aren't we, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> better have enough data on them cell phones because there's going to be <laughs> ran up. And no like, doubt. Man, that's uh, well, that's super cool, man. I appreciate you sharing it with the low lifers and sharing sharing a little bit. Like you said, uh, it's good to have you on, but hopefully in 2024, I get to have you on a lot more when you get some of those blue trophies. Just ask Joey Swintes. You can win like two or three of them <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, that would be uh that would be a dream come true, man. I mean, it already is a dream come true just being able to compete against those guys, but hopefully we uh get to stick around for a while. No doubt, man. I wish you the best of luck. And I know if anybody can do it, you're you're going to, man. You got you got what it takes. I appreciate you coming on. Logan Parks Fishing. Make sure you're following him on all platforms. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, that's all she wrote for Logan Parks. Meet the elite. Make sure you're following him if you are a father or a high school captain. If you're a college angler, go check out that tournament he's having on Lake Martin. I, I promise you, Logan and I talked after the that interview about, uh, man, I, I need to get Hudson Duncan down there, but uh, I, he's got his first high school basketball event that weekend, so we can't. But uh, such a cool opportunity, man. I really think uh, the format's really cool, uh, but just a good young man, hardworking, going to the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I just think, man, these these guys are unfazed by the the daunting tasks that they just accomplished, I feel like. But uh, thanks to Logan for joining me on LBL. He and I have been back and forth, back and forth for quite a while uh, over the last couple of years, honestly, to line up a show and just never made, uh, you know, made it work. And here we are. So appreciate each and every one of y'all tuning in on a random Friday, all the LBL you could ever want this week. That is for sure. I'll be back Monday after the NPFL at Lake Lanier Wraps, I'll fly back home. I will record a podcast and we'll have another one coming very soon. So thank you all for watching, you bunch of low lovers. I'm going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. And I will see y'all next week. Really in like two days. Three days. I don't know. I don't know. See you. For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line Gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To get there I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from Hunt Stand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.